Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And just like that, Jim Monas, week one of the NFL season is in the books. A little bit of football left, obviously, but man, what a day. What a start to the season. If folks out there missed it, uh, our schedule for the Go Long podcast is going to be every Monday morning. You'll get an hour long around there wrapping up all of these football games in addition to you know, 20, 25 minutes on the Buffalo Bills, which obviously they played Thursday. So that episode's already up. If you missed it, check it out. That was an evisceration, obviously. There were uh, closer football games today, uh, entertaining football games today. Um, so those two episodes will be up. And then later in the week, depending on our schedules, we're going to have our our big doozy, the, the episode at, at Fatty Beer Company, our new host, our new sponsor for the podcast. We'll be there in Orchard Park, so uh, be on alert for dates and times there. Jim, whew, it is 7.45 Sunday night. Where do you even want to start? I mean, let's start at the top with these 1 o'clock games. There were there let's were some it. fantastic games. You know, I actually kind of was focused on a game that ended up being somewhat lame compared to the other ones, uh, New England-Miami. I mean, there's still some uh, talking points, some some things to get into there. but. I mean, it really is the NFL in a nutshell. When you get to about, what, 3.55, 4 p.m., and there are five, six games just simultaneously being decided in, like, the last few seconds with just ridiculous finishes. I mean, you, you stuff that you can't even make up, that's what the NFL wants. They want the drama. They want everybody, you know, going nuts on the Red Zone channel. I, I do have one problem with, with how this witching hour goes down. Now, let's get it out of the way. I hate kickers. I hate that these games are decided by kickers. It's just just brutal. Um, but entertaining, nonetheless. So how did you take in football today, Jim? The From the gambling side of when I watch a Sunday, this is why you do it. It the, You go through every scenario, what looks so good at 2.30 p.m., 3 p.m., you're feeling so good about half your bets and 
you're going back and saying, okay, now you can hone in on your parlays, which ones you really need to win. And then it's like, it just completely gets flipped from three 30 yeah. to four fifteen. I mean, it really is true. And it's for gambling, for fantasy, for the fans of just football. Just the fans of the teams, right? Exactly. I mean, That's this is saying. for every single aspect of it. It's covered. It, the entertainment value in the NFL is it's just unmatched. Well, I don't remember football really being like this growing up in the nineties. No. You know, I mean, you did have some wild finishes <laughs> with Favre. It was going to go one way or another with Favre, but um, by and large, you know. I think maybe teams were kind of stuck in their ways conventionally, how they manage games. Maybe it's just the fact that teams are thinking outside the box with play calling, with in-game decisions, fourth down calls, whatever. But I just feel like you're almost guaranteed to have a crazy finish. I feel like the lack of coverage, the lack of the red zone channel growing up back then, the internet in general, we may have been missing out on some good games just because – right. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I, my point is, I don't know. But I will well, I mean, say this: it doesn't. It, you're right. I mean, when you think back, it doesn't seem like it was this exciting and this. And the talent level of the, the talent level, we'll talk about it when we go through these games. But the quarterback play is just—it's raising the level of everything. How about? Okay, we'll get into it. I can't get out. Here's what I just can't get out of my head right now: Chase and Jefferson at LSU. Like they were on the same team. Isn't that crazy? I can't, I can't get that out of my head. I used to think, I used to think DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins at Clemson and um, Martavis Bryant, obviously that's a like insane group, right? Doesn't even, I don't even think they compare. And we could be all like, I, I, there's that inclination to get all curmudgeon and say, well, cornerbacks can't do anything today. You can't touch them. You can't do this. You can't do that. Thanks. It's ticky-tack. No, the, the, I'm with you. These receivers yeah. in any era are so <laughs> talented from the route running to the yes. contested catch. Yes. To, I, I mean, Justin Jefferson watching that game, it, it, his, his radius is insane. Some of the best plays he makes are right. incompletions. He catches it, you know, with a, a pinky toe out of bounds. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's it, it makes right. for entertaining football, but they, they were teammates. So why don't you start there? I mean, Steelers. Well, so, well, let's start. Let's let's start with what. Yeah, what, let's start with the game, and then let's roll. I got a little excited about kind of what I couldn't get in my head. I just can't believe they were on the same team. But um, Steelers Bengals. You watched that one, right? I mean, that you were pretty glued I to that. Pretty, I was I was watching Red Zone, but really was that game was on so much. The Bengals game was wild. Um, I thought the Steelers, you know. You could tell how much that game meant to Tomlin. And by the way, you should just pick the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. You, you, you're right again. I, they couldn't throw the ball at all. They couldn't run the ball at all. Um, everything was a disaster. And guess who wins again? The Steelers. Um, I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to talk about them anymore other than that was a typical Steelers game that only they could find a way to win. I don't know. I don't know what to say, but they did make – they got to Burrow. They, they they put Burrow in some tough spot. Yeah, they, they were getting after him pretty good. They caused a lot of turnovers. Burrow still, you know, did his thing. He fought through. The Steelers really didn't – you know, the Steelers really should have had a big lead. And they let Cincy hang around, and what happens? 
since he should have won. I mean, that kicker never misses. I mean, we have to run down the stats. So anyway, yeah, that first. So Cincinnati had 32 first downs to Pittsburgh's 13 first downs. Pittsburgh was 4 of 15 on third down. Pittsburgh was outgained by Cincinnati 432 to 267. Uh, I I mean, Pittsburgh had eight penalties. Cincinnati only had four, obviously. And Cincinnati had the time of possession was 44 minutes to 26 minutes, but five turnovers to zero. I mean, it sounds simplistic to say, but the game is all about turnovers. And it's, I guess it's a credit to my Super Bowl pick, right? Cincinnati. I'm going to spin zone this like crazy. It's a credit to my that they were even in this game. We'll talk about we'll talk about it. Five turnovers to zero, and it goes to overtime. If your kicker doesn't shank it, you know, into Kentucky, you win the game. And I love Evan McPherson. You know, I I hate kickers, but I love Evan McPherson. But yeah, I I I do hate kickers. So yeah, get rid of them all. I mean, for the games to be decided in that fashion uh, is 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 frustrating. But but yeah, so you're watching this game. What about Pittsburgh then, Jim? I mean, you've been in the NFL for 17 years. You've studied it closely. Like what? What's inside? Because this isn't right. This isn't abnormal. It's not like they no. just out of nowhere got no. these five force these five turnovers. They they win this way. They've this won this way for do. a long time yeah. under Mike Tomlin. What what is it like? What, what's I guess in the water for them to pull it's, this off? Right now, they're clearly. I didn't see any difference on offense for them at all. Like it didn't. Trubisky. It didn't look good to me. Um. That being said, it's week one. He's on a new team. I'm going to calm down. I don't want to make any really rush to judgments other than maybe Kyler Murray. We'll get into that later. But um, no, I, I think this is the same. I honestly was sitting there laughing. I'm like, this is the same team. Like they're not doing anything on offense. They're not taking advantage of anything right now. Like they're letting Cincy hang around because they can't score. And as we so sit I, here, I'm, I'm like searching on, Online on TJ Watt, obviously that news would supersede he, anything. You know that he's. But he, that one. He, he tore his peck. I mean, he tore I his know. peck. He knew it right Man. away. He knew mm-hmm. it right away. Man, felt, you it, could tell he 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 took himself. He was you could see it on his face. He knew it. This is a great note, though. I mean, by the time people listen to this, they're going to have a lot more information than we have right now. But uh, Chris Adamski, fantastic beat reporter for the. Tribune there in Pittsburgh. He noted that uh, if it's worth anything, TJ Watt was in the postgame locker room and showered and getting dressed, not appearing in acute, severe pain or anything, chatting with people. And it was a very like celebratory locker room that, you know, that's true. Um, And it wasn't in a hospital. It wasn't need of constant medical attention. It gives you a little hope that maybe it's not season ending. I hope what a, what a monster, right? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. He takes over games and we saw it again. He did it. He did it today. So how? Where does Pittsburgh take this then? I mean, it's, no, they got to keep. It's, they it's uplifting, but they did this last. They beat Buffalo in Week One last year. It's how do you, how do you make this sustainable? You know. So now the discussions in the building are this: Hey, t- with the offensive staff, Tomlin's sitting with the offensive staff. Okay, what's the deal? How can we get the ball down the field? How can we start completing third downs? Same thing. Like, is it the quarterback? Does he need time? Is Pickett ready? You know, it. all those discussions are coming after a win for sure. It sounds like to me 
the fact that he's a captain, Trubisky is I, that it takes. That's why I know we don't want to talk about that whole. I, I don't like the whole captain thing for that reason. Like, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, that, that's strange to me that he's the captain. But anyway, that those are the discussions they're having. They need to find out. You know, was it could Trubisky? Did he miss? Did he leave some stuff out on the field? Did he leave yards out there? Did he see everything correctly? You know. So is it, you know, so that's those, that, that's how they got to fine tune it. My guess is they roll right back out. You got to get, if you gave Trubisky week one, you think one, you got to give him another, you know, you got to keep him in there and see if, see if it does improve. I mean, it is first year in a new, you know, on a new team. Yet you drafted somebody in the first round. So that pressure will be there week in and week out. No doubt. And, but more importantly, they did that. That's long-term investment right there. That's, they're not rushing. They're not dying to get Pickett on the field. They picked him. They they didn't pick him thinking he was going to play this year. You know, I think I really think they were. Playing. You don't really. You don't think they. That he's I don't know. I don't think it goes up I to don't them. Think, no, I don't think they necessarily thought he had to play this year. No, I thought was, they knew that that could be their next guy. And I like it. I like the situation just to see. Let Trubisky keep fighting a little bit, but it didn't. I mean, he looked. It looked the same where I thought he same stuff. I thought, but anyway, the the only thing I'll add is I think that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers knew it was going to be ugly again, that going into yeah. this thing, you know, as Cam Hayward told us back in camp quote, we've got to be the black hat. We have to be the party crashers. Nobody likes to see defense in this day and age, but we've got to be the guys who stir the drink and are the reason why we win and create a lot of havoc doing it. I know it's overconfidence, but I believe we have the guys to do it. It it just seems like they knew, say what you want about football in 2022. Maybe it sounds archaic, but they knew they had to win these kind of games. Turnovers, ugly, you know, just grit and grime. Get whatever you can out of your offense, special teams. It's just going to take a little bit of everything. They, They didn't run the ball. They didn't. That's what's weird is usually these teams, like they have a good foundation up front. The Steelers really don't. Um, Hey, that was was, some great action though. Great action. Yeah. And I'll be the last person as our listeners know to count Mike Tomlin out. And Trubisky's at least, uh, you know, X amount of years younger than Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, physically he's not just going to be washed you know, as the calendars, as the calendar nothing flips month to month, it's going to get better than when you can beat, you just won on the road against division. You know, that's a, that's a big time win, no matter what, on that win column. A Cincinnati team that just kicked your ass twice last year. I, exactly. So that, don't think, both games were reason, ugly. Yes. That meant a lot. And that's what I'm saying. And they couldn't, and they still, the offense looked the same. They just got to win. So. Concern for Cincinnati? No. No. Yeah. Not at all. I, not at all. I'm not either. I mean, there's there's no. still those moments, you know, when Jamar Chase catches that touchdown at the end of the game and the regulation and Joe Burrow just keeps fire. I mean, got he almost threw sixty passes. I'm with you. They're they're going to be right there. I mean, the defense played well. Obviously, it's uh, it, it's strange though that this clutch kicker who just you know kicked them to the Super Bowl quite literally did that. Um, 
So, all right, next game. What do you want to get into next year, Jim? How, how about yeah, New England, Miami? Let's do it. I'll go, I got games too. Um, well, what do you think? I'm intrigued to hear what you think of this one. I have some. Thoughts. It was. It was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> It was ugly. I guess my first reaction, because we live here in Western New York, is if I'm the Buffalo Bills, if I'm a, a player, a coach, front office member, I'm not exactly peeing down my leg watching this game. You know, I'm probably sipping a cold one or enjoying the day off because it's early. It's a long season. You know, we could we can shout that throughout this whole hour. But I don't know, man. I mean, New England – Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, Bill Belichick, whatever the hell they're trying to do offensively, it isn't working because it, it, they, they couldn't manufacture anything on the ground, through the air. Uh, Mac Jones had one, you know, one beauty of a throw from what I can remember from Jacoby Myers at the right sideline. Other than that, that was nice. yeah, I saw that. They really couldn't get into a rhythm, but I guess probably what stood out even more than that is is Bill Belichick's defense getting out coached by Mike McDaniel's offense. And you'll see twenty points. Okay, what is you know was he really out coached? And yeah, Miami didn't really run the ball well. I think sixty five yards on the ground on twenty three attempts, but you know Tua missed some throws. I mean, he had Tyreek Hill at least twice open for you know catch and run touchdowns. One time, especially, and he didn't even see him. It just seemed like they were scheming left, scheming right, doing what they wanted to with all this speed. Ty- Tyreek Hill is every bit as advertised, worth every single penny. Um, and Belichick just had the answers so many times last year. Even when it was kind of ugly early on. Do you remember that Tampa Bay game? He had Tom Brady you know, seeing double out there. It was, it was Brady won, but it was tough yeah. for him. They could have won that game. Yeah. They, they really should have. And yeah. it just seemed like they didn't have, they didn't have answers defensively. They didn't really, they didn't really get a lot of pressure. They didn't, yeah, I, I guess like maybe some of it has to do with the heat. Some of it has to do with the first game, but uh, it just was ugly all the way around. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm high on Miami. I'm high on Tua within this scheme, but he's going to have to hit some of those throws if they're going to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Like we talked about on the last episode, because th- there were players open and there were just a couple times. He was just a little hesitant to pull the trigger. He wasn't terrible. I mean, he threw for no. 270 yards, a touchdown, no pick, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's gotta be better than that. If you're going to compete with the bills, obviously. I still feel like those guys were where he's not creating plays and throwing guys open and, and the, the great accuracy we hear about. I thought he made some guys work. And I just think those two guys are so special, Waddle and Hill with their speed. And he, they caught him on some night, you know, those were, those were nice plays more by design and great speed yeah. than it was to me. I came away from that game thinking what I kind of thought coming into the year where I don't, I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. I don't see it with him. I don't see any playmakers for the Patriots on offense. They look, they look blah to me on offense and every, and to your point with the coaching and the call, who knows what's going on Miami. I take away that they're believing in the coach right now. They seem like they're believing in him. Um, I need, we're going to need to see two play better to beat better teams. I think you're right. I'm coming away from that still 
still not still thinking Tua is in that middle of the pack. Like I'm not down on him. I don't necessarily see elite, but I don't. You know, there's something yeah. there. So that's how it was good though. That's that perfectly good. Put. I, that, that, that game intrigued me. Right. I, it's not like we. No, nobody out there should just be trashing him. Nobody out there should be championing him. It was no. It just kind of Let was. I mean, out. Let it play out. Yeah. The the, the catch that Tyreek Hill made though, when he just, I think it was here so I'm pulling special. it up. Thirteen. Yeah. I mean, it's Receivers just are, yeah. It's just a jump ball, and he's what five nine, and he. That's what I was gonna say. Right. Seven. Right. Absolutely, just takes it right away from the corner. That. He's going to make Tua better, and they know that it's going to get better. Yeah, there's but something it's, there. And I, maybe that, instead of being down, everybody should be optimistic because there were players that were open, and yeah. he did have Belichick on the ropes, and it it's should first, have been 35 to game, 7 instead of 27. First game, new offense, new coach. Like, I, I you can't – it takes – it does take time. Like, yeah. that's obvious. I mean, we just got to – we want to rush to judgment so fast, but I'm still seeing the same stuff, but definitely positives. Baltimore, Jets. Let's Lamar do it. The Flacco, the Flacco revenge. <laughs> My goodness. Every time that game came on, it made me sad. Like, it just, yeah. I felt sad for, I didn't want to, like, I felt like I'm glad I didn't work for the Jets. Like, you're sitting, it's like, you want to have some type of like you're rolling out Flacco and, and Hey, great backup. He'd be a great backup. If your team competing, you know, in the playoffs or something like that, you see him playing for the jets. It's like, Oh, I don't know. I take away the the only thing I care about from that game is I want to know what's going on with Lamar. And I, I think he is correct. I think, I think there will be a team that will make him the highest paid player. Is there a team out there though, that is willing to pay Deshaun Watson money where it's yeah, 230. However, Lamar, guaranteed. right. Does Lamar, does Lamar have that as his goal or the Mahomes thing, whatever it is, however it can work. He needs to be in that. Like, if, just think if you are yeah. The Detroit Lions, Tampa. I'm just throwing out teams right now who are going to be in positions here to reload. Have to got he needs to get out of the AFC if it's not Baltimore. And like we had talked about before, go to the NFC. If I'm an NFC team, I'm making him the highest paid player and, and see what happens. I'm not even thinking about it. There's a man. I, I love Lamar as as much as anybody. I, I get that argument, but I I also can can see the way that Baltimore does business as well. This is a front office historically that is always trying to think years in advance. And it should, it should be different at quarterback because quarterback is so important, but I don't know if you believe the reports, right? It sounds like they were willing to pay him, you know, more than everybody else, you know, but Deshaun Watson is such a, such an outlier. If that's the, if that's the holdup, then, I mean, Jimmy Haslam really screwed things up here, huh? It's amazing. I've got to pull up the Chris Morrison report here because I think more is as connected as, as anybody out there. Also a, a go-long subscriber, so thank you, Mort. Uh, this is what he had early this morning. Lamar Jackson, 
per his sources, rejected the Ravens' six-year contract offer with $133 million fully guaranteed at signing, which is more than Russell Wilson, 124, and more than Kyler Murray, 103.3, but well short of the 230 fully guaranteed that Deshaun Watson got. So if I'm Lamar, I'm sitting there like, yeah, I need I need what Watson got. Like that's that's the market, right? Got he doesn't have his agent. I had a, a, an agent like making this case, but it it's it is pretty easy to make on his part. And then if you're the Ravens, it's we're not we're not going to use the Browns as precedent here after what they did to get a quarterback who's yeah. paying off a lot of women to not say a word. Um, to them, I imagine they're thinking it's no, we're not using that. That's not a precedent. That's a fair. That's its own fair. situation. That's its own case. And so here we are. He's he's betting on himself. Yeah. And if he plays like he did today, where he only runs six times, right? He didn't he didn't run a lot, and not as much as he usually does. And he threw three touchdowns. You know, one of them just that gorgeous fifty-five yard bomb to Rashad Bateman. Just, yeah, it's pretty. You know, if he if he throws the ball well this season, you're right. I, I think there there probably is a team out there that won't care about any of this. They'll just pay him whatever. He he. If you're an NFC team, he puts you. If you get him, you are automatically have a chance at the Super Bowl. Right, right away. So who cares what the dollar figure is? That's how I look at it. That's how I judge it. I wouldn't even. I'm if I'm the NFC, I'm like, what do you want? You want more than Deshaun? I don't agree with that, but yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. We'll figure it out. You just made it relevant. And the Ravens, you know, I mean, Ozzie Newsome, we, we wrote about all this in Blood and Guts. I hope people buy they the book, it. check it out. They like, have to be willing, right? They, I mean, this is a franchise that was built from scratch. You know, it's in a an old police barracks in 1996. You know, Ozzie Newsome with his bare hands and, and people, you know, Phil Savage yeah. and Kirk Ferentz. It was a small group of people that are building yeah. this thing up. And it, it's worked, you know, for... 30 years, whatever it's been, they believe in the way that they build a team. And they, they're probably thinking, should we want a, a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer? We want a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? We're not going to mortgage that much, which is crazy when you're the team that had this vision for Lamar Jackson and it's worked out so well. There's a lot of layers here. I mean, we've talked about the Greg Roman layer and offensively with the lack of creativity, the lack of route concepts uh, that, that that they have. I, I'm sure that weighs on Lamar's mind a little bit. And there, there, there's so much to this, but at the end of the day, you, you're the team that found this quarterback and, and created this role for him and he won MVP and you can win a Super Bowl with him. It's shocking that it got to this point that the season has begun and he's not under contract when so many other quarterbacks have just gotten the deals and they just figured it out. Why not just have an agent, you know, why not just hire an agent? It'd be interesting to know how many times who how many times people have asked him that. I because I'm not we don't know like I don't have a re, I wouldn't know without. I, it would be interesting to say like he has to have somebody at least he has somebody. Yeah, at least giving him some type of counsel. Well, we've but, had Joshua Harris on the podcast or on the happy hours. His, his private quarterbacks coaches. Yeah has been with us, right? I mean, I think that's a mentor for him, somebody he leans on, and I'm I'm sure he gives him some tough love, but sometimes not tough, maybe tough love isn't the term, but like sometimes these star players need to hear what they don't want to hear 
And that's where an agent can come in and at least create, but you know, draw up the picture on the board. Like this is the market. This is why they're doing this. This is why they're doing that. An agent, maybe an agent could probably explain to him like what your point was about the whole Deshaun thing. And Hey, we can't base your contract on, on something that unique, you know, whatever you, however you want to phrase it, but that's not how we do business. Like you were saying and explain to him that, but here's where I am on Lamar's side with not needing an agent. I know what the highest paid guy makes. I want more than that. (laughs) Who wants, who wants to do it? That's That's the only thing I'm saying. He's Tyler. Part of me loves it because I feel like if that's what he's doing, Good for you, man, because I do think a team will do it. Here's the only reason, and I, I'm with you. We're pro player. We say it a million times. It's the only like, reason yeah. I don't like it, though, Jim, is like he he is unique. So, yeah. okay, you don't take this deal, which is a really good deal, and you know they're going to slap the franchise on you next year. So yeah. then you're talking about two year, two more years and of now you're not this, eventually, hits, are you? Yep. Two, two more years of experience by – by the time you are able to hit the open market, the argument against you theoretically could be stronger, right? Like you're, you're different Lamar. Like we don't know how long you're going to be able to keep this up Lamar. Like, I don't know. That's maybe the cautiousness, uh, the dad, the dad in me kind of setting in where it's like, maybe it is best. He's just betting on himself and somebody will pay it and he'll get to that point. And he'll he'll laugh in our face. To your point, the tricky part with his skill set. Are the legs because once that goes a little bit, and not that his whole game's on it, but it's what makes him special. You know, how, what's yeah. the shelf life on that? And that's totally. where the agent, that's where the agent and team could have good discussions on that. Say, look, make him the highest paid player for the next five years. Yeah, however we can do it, but. I think overall it's good to have some advisors. I, I, I don't disagree. I just, you know, there has to be, I, I guess I'm trusting that he has some type of counsel. Yeah. That he's paying somebody that can read and help and, you know, read over the language. And... It's so funny. We're talking about this right now, but I won't say who it is. We'll just, we'll just call him a, uh, a longtime veteran offensive lineman that we both know. It's just texting me up a storm and he just texts me a bunch of links and he goes, how much guaranteed money did Orlando Brown, Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson give up by not having an agent? And then he, he added it up himself and he came up with $524 million. Wow. None of them have agents. That's a lot of money. I wonder how, how does he calculate that? Orlando Brown gave, you know, he turned down a ton Um I don't remember that one. Here, I'll I'll, I'll pull it up because I just don't I don't want to say the wrong number. No, that's all right. I don't want to. No, it's good. It's uh, yeah, that's right. Per Adam Schefter, the final offer from Kansas City was six years, one hundred thirty nine million. So it's twenty three point sixteen per year. Um, it pays ninety five million in the first five years, and then Roquan nice. Smith was five years, ninety five million. This is it, it's just fascinating because. I'm sure these NFL players are looking at the NBA contracts, seeing the amount of guaranteed money that they get. And they're, they're trying to fight like hell to create their own atmosphere for that. So but it's just, it's just different. 
It's different. It's, it's a violent game. I mean, and these teams different. are looking at these guys as commodities. Yeah, it's never going to be it, the same, right? It won't. And the Jets are the Jets are the Jets. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know what to say about how, that. It's like a waste. How excited were we about this team before? Like back in the spring, we were so excited. worth evaluating them because now it's like, is this quarterback? Is what's going to happen? Like, because it doesn't matter watching them with Flacco. That's not even their team. So until Wilson's out there and playing, I'm not even going to bother. Let's move along then. Yeah. How about how about this? I watched one? Them all. Let me throw throw a couple at you because you had these. Yeah, we can go fast. We can go fast through some. Your fatty locks. Yeah, hit hit me with these two. I'll let you uh, take the floor. Indy Houston twenty twenty tie. So (laughs) the Texans and Washington beat Jacksonville twenty eight twenty two. But I mean Jacksonville put up a a fight there when it looked like it was going to be a blowout. So what 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 was your takeaway with those? What I took away was. Uh, in Houston, and this is the first thing I wanted to ask you about the Houston. Does Lovey Smith count as David first member of David Cully's tree? <laughs> <laughs> that that patented because the whole time tree. I was thinking this is just how Cully taught Lovey to. Anyway, I don't. Here's what I'll take away from this game: that Davis Mills. Is okay. I still don't see, but <laughs> I thought you were about to about to throw some superlative out there like crazy. No, like he's okay. Like I, I he's you know they're gonna. But that game, I came away watching that. Like, man, is it Philip Rivers? Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Matt Ryan? Who's playing? All looks the same. It looks slow. The offense does not look explosive. Um. I don't know. I, I didn't see what I, it's kind of what we talked about. It's why I thought, you know, I just don't see now, once again, quarter, new quarterback, new team. So I don't want to write off first game. I can't, you don't want to rush the judgment on first games, but it was not, it wasn't pretty. That was Houston's game to win. They blew. I mean, that was their game to win. They fell apart in the fourth quarter. Um, what was the other game? Oh, Washington, Jacksonville. I'm telling you, you want to talk about crazy Carson Wentz, it's unreal to watch him every year look the same where you're going to see it all. You're going to see the worst quarterback in the history of football. And then you're going to see a possible MVP in the NFL, you know, like he just does, he'll make every, he'll, that that's his range in every game. I feel like um, good luck. I still don't, I don't think you can win with him. It's just too inconsistent. Carson. Um, I wasn't, Trevor Lawrence missed two touchdowns early that you have to make. Um, so to me, I'm still – I wasn't real fired up with Trevor Lawrence today. Um, I thought they were – I was hoping to see a little more. I thought I saw kind of the same stuff that I watched last year. So I didn't – I was looking for a little more. But that being said, you know, they certainly were – they looked better overall. The young – that uh, oh, that – that young guy uh, from Georgia. I saw what you were talking about with that, just that the way he looks and moves. And anyway, I, 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 neither team to me looked like a, a playoff type. You know, I know I thought maybe Jacksonville could fight, but they're, they look like eight and eight type teams. This is why we have Jim Monas 
at go long because in your weekly columns study the stats you know oh yeah might, absolutely. yeah i mean you see that headline and it, it's been in your twitter bio for a while but th- this is what you're talking about because if you were just to look at a box score uh, if you yes. didn't see a snap from these games exactly see carson wentz 27 of 41 313 four touchdowns two picks you'd see matt ryan going for 352 yards and a touchdown right. but when you actually study those stats and and, and look deeper into their performances it's just not what we've been trained to think about when you hear those numbers. That's well. And the other thing from the Houston game, OJ Howard, two touchdowns. It's wild. How did that not, I wonder how that didn't, I don't even feel like they even gave him a, a real chance here. Two targets, two touchdowns. And he was just picked up what handful of days yeah. ago. I mean, Jerry Hughes was out there. Yeah, you look good. So, but anyway, all right. So those games, what's the next game? Next up, let's go Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. So here, I'll make this quick. Nothing to say. I don't know how you could evaluate anybody. It was a sloppy, it wasn't fair to evaluate anybody. Now, I'll tell you which I what quarterback I thought looked a lot better in slop. But anyway, Justin Fields. You're shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying he has some he has some he looked serious. Good? I mean, in that slop, he did look good enough. And he kept, but that's what I'm saying. I don't want to value, I don't even want to get into it. It was ugly. Yeah. Trey Lance, yeah. Trey Lance didn't play well. You're right. Trey Lance completed 13 passes. Justin Fields completed eight passes. You know, it was ugly. I'm telling you, you can't evaluate either one. Like, I'm seriously, I wouldn't even want to do it. It was a gross game. But, you know, San Francisco is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't care what the conditions are. You lose to the Chicago Bears, which oh, has been, you know, described concerning. as the worst roster in the NFL. And you're a team that should be built for these conditions, you know, pound for pound, just tough dudes wherever you look uh, to score 10 points when you've got Debo Samuel Trey Lance it was ugly Brandon Ayuk ugly yeah even without George Kittle that's that's ugly that was gross so I'd be yeah definitely I just don't want to put too much into it with that weather but I agree with you 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 would think you would find ways you find, usually the better teams find ways to win that game, no matter, you know, like you're saying somehow, but anyway, all right, nothing that we can't talk about that. That yeah. was that game. Was... All right. Let's, let's go to a fun one then Philly 38, Detroit okay. 35. Good one. This was entertaining. Good. Detroit, good. Right. Talk about Detroit was down. It looked like they're going to get killed. They fight back, which if we know anything about a Dan Campbell team, that's what we know, right? You know, they... The guy. They're not going to because we know he's always going to. We know one thing: he's always going to be getting beat up because he always has to fight, bite kneecaps, and fight from behind. And but we can laugh all we want. They can mock it all we want. They it it matters. It means something when you watch this game. This it seems like they're going to get blown out, and it goes down to the wire. Well, I have my take. Philly. I thought I'm surprised Philly. I'm surprised Philly didn't really. I'm surprised it was a game. 
Like Philly really was controlling that game. I mean, it was, and they weren't even. Jalen Hurts was ugly in that first quarter, mm-hmm. and then he kind of calmed down a little bit. And AJ Brown fit right in. I, Hurts has to play better though. He's going to have to find ways to consistently. Same stuff we we're talking about. I mean, he's, but he is a playmaker, and they have that team is that team is stacked on offense. If Hurts can consistently make plays, throws. But I don't know what's going on with Philly's defense, though. That was ugly. I mean, that was ugly. They 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 got tore up a little bit because at halftime, I'm like, oh, this is golf is done. How are they even? I still think they're. I don't know why they're playing with golf still, but they have to, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't pretty for Jared. Not pretty. Golf. It's not pretty for a while. You know, until he came on there late, but they ran the ball for 181 yards and three touchdowns against what we all thought was one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL. I would agree. That's the one thing that surprised me there. Right. I mean, I, two, you know, two players real quick that just pop that don't get enough love. DeAndre Swift on offense. And what about Tracy Walker, the third on defense? Tough. I feel like every time, and I, I get it, the Lions, I mean, they gave up a ton of points, a ton of yards, obviously, but Man, this is an individual player whose presence is felt. And this is who uh, Jamal Williams in our Q&A pointed out to the guy he loves getting into it with at practice because they're kind of like the same temperament. You know, they're always fighting, always John, always trying to build up the same type of atmosphere on both sides of the ball. He, he's a hell of a player. I mean, I, what else can you say? I mean, he, he flies to the ball. So I, I, I'm still optimistic that the Lions could be heading the right direction, really, even they got to find a way to, to win these games. I mean, if it felt like they lost exactly these kind of type of games all 2021. So eventually you got to punch through and win. You can't cut. Yeah, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I, it's just, you have to have a plan. You got to move on from this quarterback at some point. That's a good point. You're not ever going to get to where you want to go with him. I just don't, I don't, I, I don't see it. Well, they're biding their time. You know, maybe there's people in their front office. I mean, you've been in this seat where you look at the 2022 class of quarterbacks. Yeah. And you think, do we really want to force Malik Willis? Do we really want to go Desmond Ritter? No. And you say, no, you know what? Let's just I don't, go with this. That's the, We're on the hook for this the, money with yeah. Jared Goff. I would money go is a big that. part of it. Yes. If that was part of the talk and with ownership and everything, if if there's a plan in place like that, that's – that to me is what job well done. Like, cause you're, you have a plan. It's just not the time, you know, it's fair. Well, clearly they're, uh, they're just biding their time until, you know, Syracuse's quarterback becomes available. Garrett, Garrett Schrader. Hey. Unbelievable. What about Syracuse football, baby? Man. Impressive. I know UConn's UConn, but. I mean, I was going to say how much like are we going to that I always tell people, I was like, not, not want to like say it like this, but like, you know, you bring up UConn, nice win. They beat up, or Syracuse, nice win. They beat up on UConn. Like, people down south didn't even know that game was being played. Like, <laughs> well, it, with all due respect, it was a, a rare Saturday night where me and my wife were, you know, able to get the kids down, able to actually watch a watch show together, catching up. Not my choice. You know, I wasn't really high on Stranger Things. Everybody's obsessed with it, but we gave in to the mob and we actually watched that. And then once it was over, I flipped the game on. I was like, holy crap, they're 
Absolutely obliterating Connecticut. Fan. Good alone. Well, I'm just trained to, to expect them to get destroyed, whoever it is. I mean, from when we were there. All right, let's keep this moving. How about... Here's an interesting one. New Orleans, 27. Oh, so another game that I was pumped about. Um, I liked Atlanta. I was feeling all the whole game. It was one of those games we were talking about where I'm like, yep, Winston's not good enough. Um, I knew this. I knew Atlanta would get them, sneak up on them today, blah, 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 and flip it in the fourth quarter. Everything I said was wrong. Winston caught fire. It, it's – the NFL is amazing, but I will say it's amazing how good teams find ways to win and kind of those average bad teams just find ways to lose almost. It's like there was no way Atlanta should have lost that game today. There was no signs of that happening. I mean, they controlled it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took a Taysom Hill, you know, just gimmicky run in the first half just for them to even get on the board. You know, like, Winston was not playing well. They just looked, everything looked, Mariota looked like, actually looked, you know, serviceable, like, you know, good enough. Couldn't finish him off. I didn't get a chance to really watch this game closely. So, Jameis Winston, though, from afar, it seemed like he was struggling early on. How how did he catch fire? How how did he look? When he caught fire, he looked like Jameis does. You know, he hits his, they took advantage of some stuff. I mean, they made the plays when they had to. Late, James made some nice throws. Michael Thomas looked good right back at it. They got him, took him a little bit getting him involved. That rookie wide out, um, is it Olave from Ohio State? They have, so there's some weapons. Landry had himself a day. So that's what I'm saying. They have something going if if James figured out. I still don't see it with James, but that game looked once again offensively. If you're in the NFC, I guess you have a chance, but that's not those guys wouldn't hold up in the AFC right now. James that's, and Mariota. That's a really good point. You know, the, all of these games in the NFC, it just goes to show how muddled the whole conference it's is. It's muddled. Like if you're Philly, and we're gonna talk about the Giants and Philly and all this stuff right now, but even Washington with Wentz and Cowboys tonight and all like you you feel like everybody's feeling pretty good right now. Right. After, especially with Rodgers losing. We'll get to that one. Yeah, sure. we'll get there. So what's, all right, sorry, I jumped it. So what's the next one? That was good. All right, Cleveland 26, Carolina okay. 24. Good one. Disappointing for me. I, I thought Carolina would look a little bit better on offense. It looked the yeah, same. Yeah, you were high on Carolina. I, I felt like I was going to see a little more out of them. I'm, I'm definitely concerned. I'm a little worried about my fun pick there. That that wasn't a good start. You can't beat Brissett. You can't beat Brissett. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm not trying to like that was that that can't happen. That can't happen. You got to win that game at home. If you're any type of you're, I'm sorry. You're good enough to win that game. Like on paper, you're good enough to win that game. That. That Matt Rule and Kingsbury are their seats are hot. They have to be. Shocked that Carolina's defense, which was very that, good last year. That's where I was out. most wrong on that mis I, where I misread that. I thought they would look better on defense. Against Percet, especially. Well, 
217 rushing yards. And we're not talking about Cleveland unleashing like it's not like a quarterback is kind of no. boosting those numbers. It is no, a, like a buck 41 from Chubb, 46 from Hunt. They just that, that tandem is they'll beat you down. And I, I don't know. Like, right. But you would I think love, there's you would think you would make Brissett beat you somehow, some way. Good point on the offensive line, boy. White Teller was moving bodies. That's what he does. That's what they do up front. They're and they're well, they're in sync. It's a, it's that's every year. Like that running game with them stays the same. Same with the Colts. Like those teams, you're not, they're gonna be the same. Like you're not stopping that. Ryan Dayball gets his All right, let's talk about first it. win on the road against the love, Tennessee love, Titans. Love it. <laughs> It looked like Daniel Jones might, you know, not even make it out of the game. He was playing so poorly. He stinks. And they win. How how in the hell did they win this game? I I don't know. It looked like Dable. They showed Dable. He was so pissed off at Jones after that. I mean, I don't even know what that was on that bad fade interception. It wasn't even – it was such a bad attempt. The fumbles are still there. Every time it looks like the Giants are going to get the momentum, the turnover happens. I, I don't know. But they stayed the course. They obviously are believing in Dable. They played hard. You can see that they're, that going for two goes a long way, win or lose, goes a long way. His whole attitude, Dable's whole de- de- demeanor during that, I thought was great. Yeah. Like, I that's that was positive. That was a big positive for the Giants today. And I don't think Daniel Jones. Good luck. I'd go with man. I don't know how Tyrod doesn't give you a better chance, but I think we both are in agreement there that they'll probably have to make that move at some point. I mean, that's amazing to me. Like it's for the the lack of turnovers, if nothing else. Just just so you have somebody who won't turn it over. You know, you know, you know that Tyrod's not gonna give the ball to the other team. Half as much as Daniel Jones. Now think if you're Tennessee right now. You just lost to Daniel Jones, right? And you're trying to you're trying to compete in the AFC with Tannehill, and you're you can you can't even put up points against the Giants. Good luck. That's a rough one. You know, I, I'll say this: Mike Vrabel, he won Coach of the Year for a reason. Uh, he is absolutely one of the best coaches, no doubt. And you look back at their their season last year. I mean, they started they they got their the rear ends just absolutely yep. kicked by the Cardinals, thirty eight thirteen. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Texans. There were some bad losses, and they still somehow got the number one seed at twelve and five. So if there's a team that can somehow Don't. bounce back from this, and they and they did it with without Derrick Henry half the year. Um, but yeah, it's a bad. They're loss. always good. It's really bad. I just don't know if they're built for the playoffs. Like when you really need the, the quarterbacks, when they just elevate everything. That's another situation to watch. I mean, it's a little different because you took Malik Willis in the third round, but it's a dynamic layer that your offense might need at some point because I would man, you talk about blah. What, what a nightmare! What a nightmare defending! What a nightmare defending he and Henry. With that threat of the pat that that's a nightmare. If he's good enough, you know, if he's consistent enough throwing the ball. But well, and, and what do you have to do after you? So lose anyway, the yeah, I thought that was really intriguing. 
I got the Bills next, Jim. Who plays the Bills next? The Titans. They're about to get whacked. It's been a good matchup for them. Actually, you're right. The Bills might, but the Bills might. They might try. They might have one for them. They might. They might want to get them home one right now. All right. How about what's next? You know what's next. Are we you going? Know what? Before, before we get to Green Bay, Minnesota, yeah. uh, Kansas City wiped the floor with Arizona. It's, it's real quick. Charger. We can just touch on it, but that's garbage. Like that's a garbage opener for Arizona in a lot of ways. They didn't even. Man, we know how great Tyree Hill is, but man, they didn't even losing him didn't it didn't phase Mahomes one bit. And Kyler Murray, good luck, good luck. I'm, I'm I need I. Yeah. I'm not blaming him. I don't want it. it's first game, but that that was bad. It was a bad look for Arizona. To, that wasn't even close. And it's defensively at either. Defensively. It's at home. At no. home, and you don't even compete. So that was concerning. And then what was the other game? The Chargers. Uh, Chargers Raiders. Chargers Raiders. You know, real quick on 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 the Cardinals. It's oh sorry, yeah. I know I've defended Kyler Murray. Um, just because it does seem like that rare, spontaneous, no. improvisational talent that does, you know he, that operates outside the confines of everything we've been trained to think about the position. But man, they're even even the last couple of years, big games, big time opponents. He just shuts it down and just does. It looks like somebody else. And this was another one of those games. It was it was bad. Uh, Is that him? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, every, everybody's I, under contract now, right? The coach, the GM, the quarterback. No, they're all – I know. And I'm sitting there saying get rid of them. They all – I know. They locked them all up. But the heck with that. Like, if you – if this is your – this quarterback combo and head coach combo, I don't know. I, it's the same thing every year. They are – they're exhausting to watch on offense. Yeah. Like, it's just – it's run around, you know, run, run, run back and forth, and, and hopefully somebody gets open, jump ball. You know, right. or it's a basic slant, not, you know, pass gets batted down. Couldn't get it over the re- – like, it's – I just – it just always seems sloppy to me. And they always have such – they always have such talent that, and fun guys to watch, just like Murray. Mm-hmm. But, man, that consistency and rhythm of an offense has to come through. And defensively, that was like – I don't even know what to say about that. We so touched anyway. on it. They don't really have. They don't really. It sounds simplistic. They don't yeah. really have many good players. No, when you on really the look roster at in general, but especially on defense, I would agree with that. You look at some some teams the way they build. It's start with big dudes: O line, D line, maybe a big receiver, maybe a, a physical corner. You know, you have some foundational pieces. Oh. They. They've drafted Tyler, poorly. I mean, are, good, but you just summed up. That's a perfect way to sum up that game. Just look at the difference in those body types on both teams on the field. The Chiefs are huge, mm-hmm. big, powerful in every position. They just look right, everybody. And then you look at the Cardinals. They were getting pushed around. How about Chris Jones? I know we were talking about Chris Jones from. I mean, how about him just dominate like? 
Yeah, they got Arizona plays small. Arizona looks small. Yeah, that's, plays small. That's what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be the white knight, you know, swooping yeah, in after a suspension? Be, right? but, uh, he, he's getting up there in age himself. So, yeah. Uh, when, all right. you, when you when you put your fate when you pay that QB like that and commit to him, that's how you come out of the gate. Not encouraging. Not encouraging. And what we got? Real Chargers, quick. Raiders. Chargers, Raiders. Hit me real quick. I, I think two good teams. Two good teams. Paying attention to both of them all year. I thought Carr. That what I saw. I thought Herbert looked better than Carr. Mm-hmm. I thought Carr, but Carr made a couple great throws like he always does. I mean, that was a that was a good foot. Those are two good football teams, I think. That Carr Devontae Adams connection is is going to keep them in any game. I mean, he, he targeted is, him seventeen Devontae times. Adams, Devontae Adams, I that story will always be confusing. How that how he's not in Green Bay right now. So wait, well, wait, I, let's get to it. Let's go to it, though. Let's go to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is unbelievably close with Derek Carr, and, you know, they paid him a lot of money and probably likes living in Vegas instead hey, of Green Bay. Fair enough. Green Bay from 2014 to 2021. But you're going to the yeah. AFC. You're, you're the best quarterback in the league, and you're in the NFC. Getting to the Super Bowl, there's a lot better path in the NFC where you were than where you went. No doubt. I mean, I think it's it's really simplistic to chalk up all of Green Bay's problems to up uh, they didn't have Devontae Adams because I agree. I'm not doing. I'm not saying that either. Right. It's it's easy to do. I get it. It's it's you're going to hear it on every no, broadcast. No, every there's game. more problem. No, I'm with you on that. To me, it's okay. Aaron Jones had five carries, and he didn't get his fourth carry until there were like six minutes left in the third quarter. And he's your best weapon. Like, why? Why are you not feeding him when that's fact factual? Mm-hmm. You know, he's that talented, and you're you're decimated on the offensive line, and they're pinning their ears back with Daniel Hunter with Zadarius Smith, who hey, looks like Zadarius Smith was pretty motivated, right? My God, his hair was on fire. Um, didn't have an answer, but that's when you run the ball. I mean, that's when whether it's on. Yeah. Matt LaFleur calling the plays, whether it's on Aaron Rodgers buying into the plays. I mean, the game plan just did not make any sense. Like, lean into your strengths. And that's running the ball. It's letting these receivers develop. And, yeah, unbelievably ugly drop by Christian Watson, the first offensive play of the game. Aaron Rodgers put it right on the money. It was so pretty. So pretty. But, but. Christian Watson also left Patrick Peterson in the dust that first play of the game. And he That's wasn't not hard targeted. To do. That's not hard to do, though. Like, Patrick can't run anymore. Right. But my point is, like, he didn't touch the ball until there were three minutes left in the game. Yeah. Like, what? You just, you, you're just going to completely write off a player from the, from the game plan, from the, the passing game because of that? You know, that's one good thing you might have working for you, that speed. You know, at least take one more shot deep. Try it. Why not? Yeah, it's um, it's going to be tough sledding, uh, but you know the injuries didn't help. I just think that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers he can't play the way that he's played his whole career in twenty twenty two. 
when you're just kind of no. you're, you're scrambling, you're keeping plays alive, you're working off second reaction. Devontae Adams is out there. He's seeing the same thing you see. He's getting to the spot you want him to get to. I mean, he could play that way with Randall Cobb when Randall Cobb wasn't, you know, broken down physically like he is now. He doesn't have receivers who can play that style. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So you've got to win a different way. Is he willing to? Can they? Um, you know, the defense wasn't great. You know, they started no. poorly, obviously, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible. No, they actually calmed down a little, kept them around, mm-hmm. I thought. I agree. Because it looked like it was about to be a – did you think that at all? Like, man, they're not going to go. They couldn't, I didn't think they could cover anybody on Minnesota. I don't know how many people in the NFL are going to be able to cover Justin Jefferson. I, I don't know why. No. I mean, you've got Jair Alexander, and I get it. You've got your defensive game plan. But when you pay a cornerback all that money, when he's one of the best, why not just throw him on Justin Jefferson and I, just say good luck? Yeah. Why not? That didn't make Worked much shots. sense. I did. I like that. That's why you pay him. Totally. And, yeah, I mean, I think that's if you're Minnesota, you're you're jacked. Like, this, this felt different. And past Viking wins over Green Bay, didn't it? This felt I like it had so. substance to it. Like Kirk Cousins was efficient. He was sacked once. And he's got a freak in Justin Jefferson who just chuck it up to him and good things are gonna happen. Dalvin Cook ran hard. He's he's still the same back. The defense, though, I mean they 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 they're the, the, the level of violence that they play with at every level is is different. I mean, up front, obviously, was Darius Smith. I mean, he just uprooted A.J. Dillon on one play. And, you know, even when Aaron Rodgers is trying to block him, I'm sure, sure people saw that. He's getting a hit in there. But, but behind him, Eric Hendricks can lay the lumber. At his age, Eric Hendricks can, just, can still hit you. And then Harrison Smith. What about Harrison Smith? I mean, there was still a play. Still play. Play. I, I, I said it like three times. And I'm like, how's that guy still – just a productive, good play. Like how? Hey, it's, real quick, not before I forget, because it, it made me think. There was a great hit in that giant game. The linebacker Crowder for the Giants. He he got Derrick Henry. Oh man, I'm gonna got, find I'll that try one. to find it. I'll try to find it for you. But he got him good. It was an impressive hit. Anyway, go back to the pack real quick. Yeah, so I agree with you. Well, it looked different. It looked different. I always wonder what runs through what, what runs through a, a defensive back's mind when you know that that is going to hurt, right? That play, I, I got to watch the Henry play, but when Harrison Smith and he, I think he he tackled AJ Dillon in the play before too, but this collision was at the goal line, third down, and just stood him up. And I mean, you, it was two Rams at the goal line, yeah. just blasting each other. Car crashes. Yeah. A car crash. And you're right. He's 33 years old. He's played about 150 games at that position. He can, he can still run. I mean, Harrison Smith can still run too. You have to, to play that position or else you can't play it at all. Like you can't be a liability. You know, you can't be a, it's amazing. But what runs through your brain, like when you see AJ Dillon, two hundred fifty pounds, you know, oak tree dies, and you know Different it's gonna it. freaking hurt. Like it takes, it's a business decision, and the the Vikings have players on their defense that will make that business decision. I mean, for the right reasons. 
they're, they're willing. They're willing to, they're willing to yeah. take that physicality on. And I thought Green Bay's defense was, you know, they put such an emphasis on it. It just seemed like they got punched in the jaw and as a team, and they were woozy for about two and a half, three quarters until they decided, oh, okay, I, let's let's try to fight this game. And by then it was too late. And Aaron Rodgers is he's just gonna have to he's just gonna have to accept a different type of game and boy the frustration again written all over his face you know he's John with Tom Clements the the coach who came back just just for him because they had such a great relationship um, these these receivers Greg Olson made a great point on the broadcast he he said that Aaron Rodgers is very impatient and he's going to have to be patient he's gonna need to be patient with these young receivers Watson Dobbs. Winfrey, who, you know, he had, a, he had a nice play. I mean, it's not exactly household names, but if it, the season is a marathon, they usually figure things out offensively when but things aren't going well. But they've been able to figure those things out with Devontae Adams in the past, and he ain't walking through that door. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would think that Aaron Jones probably is going to have more than uh, five carries in their next uh, contest here, Jim. I would That's what's great. It's, it's a long year. It is. It I mean, is. Green Bay's last year, first game of the year, was embarrassing. So completely, they were <laughs> thirty-eight to three against the Saints. So yeah, I'm not changing. Uh, I'm not going to change the Super Bowl pick. No, well, we both still, picked them. I trust still me. Cincy, still hey, Green Bay. <laughs> we, hey, we did say we picked them to win the Super Bowl. They're going to lose to Minnesota. This we both said it. That's right. So that was we good. Did. We did. All right, Jim. What do you say? Is that good for today? I like, what do you feel? I feel I like the fresh recap. I like I like this Sunday night recap. I love it, man. And boy, kudos to Jim Onis here for getting uh, a pair of eyeballs on all of these games beyond just you know a passing glance. That was a ton of intel there, Jim. So thank you. No, I'm into it. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in right now. And it's so much better than college football. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think we've especially with kids, it's like you reach that point where it's Saturday, you know, you're going to be watching football all Sunday. Can't really afford to uh, just you pick know, one or the other. One day or the other. Yep. Exactly. You got, you got to pick, got to pick and choose, pick your battles. And we had a nice little Saturday at the children's museum in downtown Buffalo. You should take Walter there. It's nice going to happen. Time. I saw that. I, I think that's a good, I like that. Explore more. Yeah, it was nice. Ella and uh, Sonny loved it. That's a little yeah. close to the casino. I wish I could get. I can't get him into the casino yet when I'm down there. But I'll 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 make a separate trip to the museum. I'm surprised that the NFL hasn't sponsored a, like a, a kids bet free. You know, hey, at you know, if you sign s- up for this app and your your five year olds can bet for free for up to twenty five dollars. Like they got to get them young, right? That's what the NFL does. Yet they hook you young. I'm I'm, I'm shocked that you know Park Avenue. The smart people running this league haven't thought of something like that, Jim. Um, I'm laughing because I'm. It's gonna it's happen. Not, it's probably not that far fetched. It's right? not that far fetched. It's crazy. I mean, it's so funny on on Twitter just to see all the promoted ads just blasting us in the face for gambling apps and everything. Like, well, you know, I love it. It's just, I think it's funny when you watch like me thinking Arizona was gonna six and a half home opener i'll take that at home and then you see that their whole facility is is it DraftKings stadium now or whatever FanDuel stadium right i'm like not only did i lose 
like I'm losing the bet with Arizona and to the people that are sponsoring Arizona. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> how is this working right now? Meanwhile, I, you know what? I, re- I wonder how Calvin Ridley took in today's action because if he's playing, Atlanta probably wins, right? It was, uh, that poor bastard, man. So hypocritical. That's, I don't even like talking about that one. That's ridiculous. There's got to be more players out there that just, you know, tapped a few buttons and placed a bet that we just don't know, too. All right. On that depression right. note, let's sign off. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, all stories at golongtd.com. We're going to put our brains together, figure out when we'll be at Fatties. It's going to be sometime Tuesday afternoon or evening because um, I've got a uh, got a little road trip planned this week, Jim. going to hop in to Tacoma. Got to do it, man. Got to do it. These uh, We got a, had a great influx of new readers, new subscribers this past month. So just a huge thank you to everybody who just found us. We will not let you down. It's going to be a fun year. Thanks so much for listening.